0: Upbeat
1: with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Hey guys, welcome to Upbeat and thank you very much for being here and for listening in today. If you would, please follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now, and if you like the show, leave an upbeat review that is always super appreciated, so thank you for that. Today's guest is a super awesome guy. His name is Craig Siegel. He pivoted from his lucrative, stable job to pursue his absolute passion and purpose in life, helping people become their best He's the founder of Cultivate Lasting Symphony, a movement that has resonated with the masses, facilitating transformations to become the next level 2.0 version of yourself. I absolutely love that. He is a mindset coach, speaker, entrepreneur, and breakthrough manufacturer, as well as the new podcast host of the CLS Experience, the podcast, the CLS Experience. So everyone check that as well. Uh, Craig is an amazing guy. I actually We've got a mutual friend in David Meltzer. I've seen him on a bunch of David Meltzer's videos. Uh, so definitely go check him out. His Instagram is at CraigSiegel underscore CLS, at Craig Siegel underscore CLS. Would love to connect with you there. You guys, thank you very much for listening to Upbeat. We're going to get right into this interview. Craig, thank you very much for joining me on Upbeat. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely buddy it's an honor to be here uh, it's a privilege and you and I will absolutely manufacture magic here together you have my word
1: Absolutely I'm stoked for that uh before we jump in I I love having you share having guests share their stories with the listeners just kind of an introduction for those who might not be aware so if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and what it is you do and maybe how you got there
0: Okay so I started my career on Wall Street after college. And the truth of the matter is, is when I graduated, Parker, I was a little bit lost in the wilderness without a compass. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I was unsure of my path, so to speak, but I was ambitious and I was very hungry for a lack of better words. And, you know, I always had that entrepreneurial spirit when I was growing up, there was definitely flashes and signs. Um, that I was super ambitious and whatnot. So when I got out of college, naturally, when you live in New York, you know, and you're very ambitious, you might gravitate towards Wall Street. And that's exactly what I did. And so I went there and it was also about this time when I started working on my mindset, understanding how to really work on what's inside you, your mindset, and also even to build upon your heart and so forth. And so I started studying NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. I learned how to revamp my mindset, and simply put, I learned how to develop my confidence and become a grown man. And I started to have a ton of success on Wall Street. And I became, you know, the top producer at my firm in a relatively short period of time. Then ultimately that started to get very stressful, as anyone can imagine when it comes to stock markets of that nature. There's a lot of unpredictability. And it started the bad started that way The good, I wasn't having fun anymore. And I was stressed out and strung out. It was just no way to live despite all the success and the wealth. And so I pivoted from there and I started a new business in a, in a completely different industry, built that from the ground up to eight figures and still have that business today. We provide working capital to businesses all across the country and it's lucrative. But let me just be straight up with you, Parker, because I never sugarcoat it. It doesn't light my fire. Doesn't have me doing the backflip out of bed every day. Like I'm not super excited about it. And so, about two years ago, I started channeling all this built-up energy that had to fuel into running. And I, I ran four marathons in 2019, which is super cool because I had never been a runner. But ultimately, when I was doing that, it occurred to me that even running to me was mental. Because when I went for my first run, it was humbling that I could barely run a mile without stopping. And then very quickly after that. Again, it was just the mindset and the voice in your head that you have to kind of stiff arm. And so my addictive personality took me to running four marathons that year, but ultimately I wasn't going to become a professional runner. So here we are, 2020, there's a pandemic and it's probably the first time in a decade that I actually had a minute to kind of just reassess and like, you know, figure out like, am I happy? And the truth of the matter is, is at this time, Parker, there was a lot going on. I had just gone out of a long relationship my father was diagnosed with cancer I was at a job and I used the word job because that's what it felt like even though I'm the owner and it's my business it felt like I was going to a job every day and I just wasn't fulfilled and so when the pandemic happened and I don't want to sound too spiritual but I heard the whispers and you know I started to dig deep and and I had that moment to kind of reflect and was like of course Craig Your passion and your purpose has always been to help people. You've always been studying personal development and the mindset and how when you can really get a a grasp on your mind, there's nothing that you can't do. And so once I I realized that, I didn't wait very long. It was probably on a run maybe a day or two later where I thought of a, a brand name, which is CLS, Cultivate Lasting Symphony, which is also playing my initials. And I just started putting out content. I told the world what I was up to. I was going to help people revamp their mindsets and coach them. That led to -to back-to-back sold-out coaching programs, speaking engagements, and obviously the launch of the CLS Experience podcast. And so I'm just so aligned right now. I'm living inside my vision. This is just the beginning. We're just getting warmed up, but we have a ton of success so far. And it's brought us together here today. So I'm super grateful for all things CLS. And like I said, the best is yet to come.
1: Awesome. Absolutely love that. And I love your I love your energy, by the way. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm assuming you you might even get that a lot, but you're very upbeat. <laughs> this podcast is called upbeat. So it's really it's really awesome to have you on here being so upbeat. Um and I wanted to ask too, just about your CLS podcast, um Cultivating Lasting Symphony. What can people expect when they, when they tune into your podcast? What, uh, what kind of, I guess, premise is, is your podcast based on and what can they expect when
0: they listen in? Phenomenal question, Parker. So the CLS Experience podcast is simply put, it's all about helping people revamp their mindset and alter their map of the world so that they can fulfill their destiny and exceed their potential. And so the premise of the show is to have big, recognizable names, people that everyone knows, just like we, we discussed earlier, a mutual friend of ours, David Meltzer, and UFC fighters and Hollywood actors and business moguls and entrepreneurs. But it's not to talk about the success stories, because everyone has Wikipedia for that. You just Google you know, how someone became recognizable. What we do is we dive deep on the mindset required when they were pushing through adversity, overcoming challenges at rock bottom, how did they ricochet off when they were you know, going through the, the stuff that they were going through? Because let's face it, no one's life goes up in a straight line. We've all been there. And even like I just said to you earlier in the conversation, if I could be vulnerable for a second and let my guard down, a couple of years ago, I was at my rock bottom. I wasn't happy. I had a lot of stuff going on and it felt like the walls are coming in. So all these big juggernauts that we have on the show, everyone knows the success story, but what people aren't familiar with is What was the mindset required as they were pushing through it, as they were forced to get gritty and really just push through all the challenges and obstacles that came their way. And so that's the premise of the show. And it's, look, I say this often, you might laugh, you might cry, but you absolutely will go for a ride and you'll manufacture huge breakthroughs because the tangible techniques that we talk about in these episodes are applicable. You can take them and you can start applying them to your life immediately.
1: Love that. Well, and uh, some of that was new news to me. I knew a little bit of it because I've I've been researching before this episode, but um, just popped in my head. You you and I have very similar, but also somewhat almost complete opposites of of ways we started our podcasts. Because I I was uh, attending college when I got the idea, and there was this professor who was constantly. Uh, using examples of celebrity success stories to compare us to. Like Eminem came from nothing and became a famous rapper. Michael Jordan is, is Michael Jordan, the basketball player. J.K. Rowling's writing books, right? And she would compare them. Like if they could do it and come from nothing and be successful, then you could do it. But for me and for a lot of the people in the class, that was just still completely unrelatable. And we couldn't really grasp... Uh, that that we could be successful. So I started my podcast, Upbeat, with the premise that I wanted to interview people who maybe weren't the m ms maybe weren't in the public eye as much, um, but were still incredibly successful and uh, had these amazing success. So I'm talking to kind of non-celebrities who are successful and you're talking to uh, celebrities and big name people about their failures and the things that were not <laughs> the successes. So and it's so kind of interesting.
0: That is interesting. It's so ironic. And when you, when you frame it like that, yeah, it, it is opposites in that sense. But also, I just want to say this and interject for a moment. You know, I'm a big believer in preparation breeds confidence. And just like you did, I did a ton of homework on you. And I listened to a couple episodes of your podcast. And I just want to say I'm a big fan of yours as well. And I love what you're doing. You're providing a ton of value. And I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you so much. Yes, listen to your episodes and it's it's been awesome. We can't wait to listen to more. And I would highly encourage anyone listening right now, uh, this is kind of some cross-promotion here, but go follow both <laughs> of our podcasts. You know, go go follow our podcast, listen into these episodes. Uh, you're not going to regret it. Um, but let's get back into to some of these questions and, and providing some more value for the listeners. Let's you didn't you didn't get to where you are Um Without failure. So, what were some of the, I guess, more challenging times? um, And how did you overcome them? How did you embrace that failure?
0: Yeah. So, listen, just like anyone else, like, and I said earlier, like, it's especially when you're an entrepreneur, right? It's a little bit of a roller coaster. Like, you have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And, you know, some of the things that I faced in the beginning internally were just my confidence, because in my personal opinion, confidence is everything. It'll make or break you. And it has a lot to do with your mindset and so when i first got to you know the business world outside of college i wasn't exactly sure and i don't know if i've ever publicly spoken about this but i didn't know exactly who i was like where do i go from here and then when i started really diving deep and doing the inner work and understanding the mind and so forth like i i really started a relationship with myself and i began to love myself and, and i started to see what was possible for me so up until that point, like I didn't have a ton of confidence. So that was my biggest obstacle was really just finding myself and understanding that with a revamped mindset, it's not what can I do, it's what can't I do. And I genuinely believe that. And that's why, you know, I I continue to, to really challenge myself and push past my limits in all facets, whether it be business running, or, you know, with the CLS stuff, just everything. And in terms of that, like, listen, I, I had a couple investments that didn't go my way, and that was obviously challenging too. But I don't believe in failures because you learn from everything. Like, or I should say, you don't. I don't believe in mistakes. As long as you get a valuable lesson from it, you can apply it to the future endeavors. So, you know, situations that I did, I, I learned from. Like putting your eggs in, in one basket, you know, that's not the way to go. And, and you never know what can happen. And so, these are definitely very valuable tools and lessons that I applied. And also, let me just say this. When I ran my, the marathon, in the running world, four hours is a thing, like you wanna break that number. That's a really good number for a civilian. And so I'm proud to say it took me a third crack at the marathon distance to break four hours. But I'll also say this, and this is so valuable for your audience, because I'm such a big believer in like your map of the world is everything and how you perceive everything. Once I broke four hours, I, in San Francisco, I hit 353. Two and a half months later, I shattered that in Philadelphia, in the Port rain. I had 339. Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. Did I get significantly more fit in two months? No. But the valuable lesson I'm trying to teach here is once you perceive that you can do something, it's achievable, you can accomplish it, then there really is no more shackles and there's nothing that you can't do. And so listen, I've had my share of setbacks just like we all do. I think that's what makes us relatable and what makes us human. But I've learned from all of them. But ultimately, I think developing my confidence was my biggest hurdle.
1: Well, and this has come up a few times just in this episode since you've been on the show, but you've said revamp your brain. So I guess initially, how can people you know, start to do that? Because it's not just like... I mean, it's just my personal opinion but it's not just like you can snap your fingers and be like cool I'm a changed person now like I'm not going to do this anymore or I am going to start doing this from now on it takes like uh it takes like a, a long time or or maybe I maybe I'm not the expert here but it takes a, t- a certain amount of time to kind of condition yourself into something so what can people do to to revamp their brains
0: so Parker I'm going to respectfully disagree with what you just said and I'm going to challenge you for a second
1: so okay. I'm a big
0: I'm a big believer in that change does not take as long as people think. And, okay. and although conditioning is definitely very important in terms of developing, you know, strong lasting habits, change doesn't take that long. Let me give you an example. So I have a lot of clients that are getting out of a nasty breakup, even a divorce, just a, a toxic relationship, if you will. And a lot of them, when I start with them, like they're so like defeated in their mindset. Like I'll never love again. I'll never find someone I'm destroyed because the reason is, is because they think of their ex and it's so heavy and toxic and it weighs on them and they feel so much pain. And when I say revamp your mindset, what I mean is as follows. So I'll challenge my clients to look at that same situation, like their ex, literally like tilt your head and just look at it from a different perspective. That ex didn't destroy you. He or she created you. So you don't have to associate that person with so much pain because pain is very heavy. I've been in emotional pain before a couple of years back, and it's not fun. In my opinion, it's tougher than physical pain. And so when I challenge a client to look at their ex or their situation in their relationship, instead of looking at so much pain, I'm not saying to love your ex, but maybe look at them with a little bit of indifference. They don't have that type of power over you. So now all of a sudden, they're not carrying around all that weight. So instead of looking backwards with all this emotional baggage, now all of a sudden, they're light and free. And it's the same thing with like, this is a weird example, but like, let's say someone's trying to lose a little bit of weight, and like they can't help but snack at night on something that is not super healthy. They're obviously looking at that as pleasure. That's why they get to continue to do it. If you change your perspective and you look at that snack and what you're doing as a painful activity. Now, all of a sudden, the thought of going to back to that snack becomes pain. You start to resent doing that. And on the flip side, the thought of avoiding that unhealthy snack that could sabotage you, avoiding that is actually pleasure. And then from there, now it comes down to conditioning. Continue just like anything else. Like You can't work out once a month and be super strong. You have to work at it. So Just like anything else once you are able to kind of revamp how you see things you you open everything up and those are two examples but you know you could really do this with anything
1: yeah so is that essentially um just trying to look for the positive in things too like a a scenario that that came to mind as you were sharing that is a personal one of mine but uh when my parents were divorced and then remarried and divorced. I During that time, I moved a bunch, like moved cities, moved, state, moved states. And part of me was like super upset about the situation, but the other part of me was like, well, if it didn't happen, I would have never ended up in Idaho, which I love and will call home forever, you know? And it's just like looking at the, like you said, taking on a new perspective of the situation
0: yeah and that's a great example and thank you for being so vulnerable and letting your guard down and sharing that you know i appreciate that and yeah so like you could have easily let that situation kind of destroy you and cripple you and not become the man that you're destined to be and share your gifts with the world but now you look back at that situation and i'm not saying that you're going to call it a blessing because it was obviously challenging times but you acknowledge that it led to your new home, which will be home for you forever. And that's a blessing. So now all of a sudden, maybe it makes the past history a little bit less painful, so to speak. So I appreciate you sharing that. That is a good example.
1: Awesome. Good for you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and thank you for, you know, <laughs> shedding light on some of that as well and just bringing some more value to, uh, to the listeners through, <laughs> through that story. But. Yeah.
0: And Parker, let me just give one last example because it just came to my head. When I first started doing CLS, you may not realize it now because you see all this energy, this Craig 2.0 persona, but I used to be more of an introvert and I was not big on social media. And in fact, I I was barely ever on. But when I realized what I was going to do, what my purpose was, my calling, which also to be my passion... I looked at it three years out and I wanted to become the face of personal development, even bigger than Tony Robbins, not for me, but for the CLS message to help everyone understand that by changing their perspective, you know, they can achieve so much greatness and, and they don't have to be defeated. They can revamp their mindset. Then I worked backwards and I said, well, how do we get there? And step number one was going to be to start putting out content, build brand awareness, and eventually start coaching and so forth. When I, when it was time for me to launch my first video put it on Instagram and Facebook, tell the world what I'm doing, who I am. It was uncomfortable for me for a second because that's not my thing. I'm not, I'm not an influencer, you know, like on social media. But then I did a little exercise with myself. I said, this is the route. This is the path you have to take. This is the strategy. The thought of not putting this video out is so painful because that means I'm going back to my other business, which doesn't light my fire. And I'm going to wake up six months from now in the same life. And I'm just not happy. So now that I acknowledge that, putting out this video now is actually the coolest thing that I could possibly do because that's step one in this whole journey. And so a simple shift in my awareness and perspective helped launch CLS and change my whole perspective on that. So for the audience listening, exercises and activities such as that can change everything for you.
1: Great example. And and I love just the perspective too of once you really know what your purpose is, right? There's just like this whole other, like unexplainable amount of hype that enters your life, <laughs> and you just get stoked for everything. Like you mentioned at the top of the podcast, actually, I don't know if you said this by the time I hit record or not, but doesn't? Uh, oh, you did say it by the time we recorded. It was just doing backflips when you wake up. When <laughs> like, like you've got to have that. Like if you don't have that, then you're not quite there yet maybe. Is that safe to say?
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. And trust me, I know from experience because for the last few years, even though I ran my own business and it was lucrative, I was not happy. I was not fulfilled. And there's something to be said about identifying your passion and then making that your life. Because if you're fortunate enough to discover what it is that lights your fire, you'll make it work. You'll monetize it and you'll live a life that's just exciting and exhilarating and thrilling. And let's be honest, like, If the pandemic taught us anything, it's just how unpredictable life can be. and We're not going to be here forever. You know, so we don't, we don't get to call, like there's no sequel to this life. we got to give this one shot, everything we got and to be able to wake up every day and do something that lights your fire and that you're passionate about is absolutely priceless.
1: Love that. So let's talk about how people can get there if they're, if they're not quite there yet. Um, I struggle with it. I think most people struggle with it. Um, but really narrowing in your purpose like what are some of the best ways to like narrow in on that and try to find out what it what exactly it is yes yeah, great
0: question phenomenal and i'm sure a lot of people struggle with this because i know i did so for me it's all about journaling because you may not wake up one day and just literally have a light bulb go off and say oh this is what i was destined to do so like i've been sharpening the axe as i like to say for 10 years what do I mean by that? I have seven or eight journals all over my dining room table. Each one is for something else. I'm always going back into them. I'm reading excerpts. I'm writing. I read books, and then I'll take notes from the book. This way, I don't have to read an entire book a second time, so to speak. And I'm just always just like, you know, I, I brain dump, and I put what's in my head into my journals. And eventually, you start to formulate like what it is that you gravitate towards. And this will help facilitate. Identifying what it is that you absolutely love and what it is that you're passionate about. And then, once you have an idea of what it is that you love, then from there, it's relatively simple to put together a strategy and even reverse engineer it to actually make it come alive and come to fruition. But it's a great question that you asked. And I'm so happy that you did because a lot of people, you know, probably a lot of people listening right now to your audience, people have trouble identifying what it is that fuels their fire. Buy a journal don't stop journaling. It's so therapeutic. It's great. It's productive. And writing in your journal will help land that big idea that could possibly alter the course of your life.
1: Yeah. Love that. Thank you. And yeah, that question has just been it has been top of mind for me lately, uh, actually because of Clubhouse. I, <laughs> I've been in a bunch of rooms on Clubhouse where it seems like a lot of the audience members, when they get brought up to ask a question, it's usually a question similar to that one. And I think you gave a really phenomenal answer and you probably give amazing answers like that every time you're in, are you in clubhouse? You are, right?
0: I, I am. Yes.
1: Okay. We should do a room sometime together. That would be fun.
0: I would be honest to, you, but you follow me and I'll follow you back. It's a great app and a great platform.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Well, thanks so much um, for all that value, man. Uh, moving moving into a, i guess a somewhat different different category um more centered around, around coaching around the kind of things that you do why is it important for people i guess to to go through someone like you and to have that extra person or that that help um rather than try to maybe f- face some of those challenges on their own
0: yeah again what a phenomenal question i love that you challenged me with these questions so for me i've had a mentor before and the first time that I approached a mentor was at that time when I first got into business after college and I was looking all about NLP and had to revamp my mindset. And And once I saw what was possible, what I'm capable of, you know, I became addicted to it. And I started working with a mentor and, and he helped train me in regards to a lot of the the techniques that I teach in my programs. And now they're transferable to all my clients and so forth. So I think everybody can benefit From I don't want to say a cheerleader, someone that can help you see things from a different perspective, because here's the reality. None of us are broken. Nobody needs to be fixed. It's our mindset that can get corrupted, can get warped. And by having someone show you how to revamp, how to look at things from a different perspective, how to change what you associate pain and pleasure to, it's an absolute game changer. And everything that you do in the world will open up for you, whether it's relationship, you start a business, fitness, anything of that sort. So, and listen, you have to take yourself seriously. Investing in yourself in a mentor or a coach or somebody that can help you learn from other people's, you know, missteps, whatever the case may be, that's priceless. You know, that's so valuable. And it's funny because. When I speak, when people approach me about, you know, the coaching and whatnot, there's two types of questions that you get, right? One of them is, how much does this cost? And you could already tell that that person doesn't have the proper relationship with money as they should. And then it's the other person that will ask me, or I can hear them thinking to themselves, what is going to be my ROI on this investment with Craig? What's going to be my return on investment? Because they're they're figuring out how much value that they're going to get from this and then they're ready to invest in themselves. And so for the audience listening, if you're not happy, if you're not fulfilled, if you just want to improve in certain areas, don't be shy. Ask for help. It's, you got to put your ego aside. We've all done it. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, who just won his seventh Super Bowl a few days back, he doesn't just go on the field and wing it. He has a coach. Everybody can benefit from a second brain and from some assistance. And I think it's just so important that you take the mindset that you're investing in yourself.
1: Absolutely love that. And then uh, just some extra, I guess, some uh, insight regarding that. And I apologize. I've got a uh, super hyper dogs in the background. You've probably
0: noticed that already. But I, I see those little cuties. They have more energy than I do.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're, they're puppies, 11 months old, and uh, they have been locked oh, up. Brave. Not locked up, but cooped up in, in the house all day while I've been working on stuff. So <laughs> they're ready, but <laughs>
0: they just, just want to hang out with their dad. I get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to just say some extra insight on that is I think the reason people are hesitant too sometimes is just there's a lot of phonies out there. You know, there's a lot of people who will claim that they're going to change your life or or help help you shift your mind and then they're they're not able to or they're just speaking big, you know, and I actually heard, I think in something you were talking with David Meltzer about how David Meltzer mentioned it. Yeah. Just, uh, the, the people taking pictures in front of stuff that they don't own, you know, and I think, I think there's some phonies out there too. And, and you are the real deal. so I guess what's a, maybe some word of caution for, for people when searching for a mentor, how they can make sure they're not getting led astray.
0: First of all, I'm gonna go ahead and receive that compliment. Thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate that, it means a lot. In regards to the phonies, I think that if you're self-aware or unplugged, as I like to say, you can sniff out a phony right away. And that's one of the great things about Clubhouse, right? Because these people can't just put up a picture of them standing by the Lamborghini with a $50,000 Rolex on their wrist. So they actually have to speak. And when they do, you know, you can see who's an imposter and who knows what they're talking about from experience. And so that's, you know, I just want that's a, a great thing about the app that we we're just talking about Clubhouse. But listen, I get it. There's a lot of fluff out there, especially these days, 2021, all over Instagram. You just have to hear somebody speak, my personal opinion, you can get a sense of their character in 30 seconds or less. I personally believe that. And also, like, as you and I are having this episode right now for the audience listening, it's priceless, right? Because we're actually discussing tangible techniques that the audience can listen and then start applying to their life immediately. If you just hear someone all bark and no bite, then it's just a lot of fluff. So if you're watching people's content or if you wanna see you know, what they're about, see if it resonates with you, see if it hits home and see if they can give you something right out the gate, right off the bat. That actually you can digest and then start to apply.
1: Love that. Well, thank you very much for your insight, Craig. Um, I've got this last little segment that I do at the end. I'm sure you heard it in the the previous episodes, uh, the upbeat seat. Um, Before we move in, is there anywhere else you'd like to go in this conversation that maybe I didn't steer us towards?
0: No, I think you're a great conductor, buddy. You're a great captain. You did an unbelievable job and I appreciate you.
1: Well, thank you. And you've done amazing as well with the, with the answers to these questions. Uh, okay. So for the upbeat seats, uh, Craig, what makes you upbeat?
0: What makes me upbeat is the passion and the fire that I have to help light that spark for the whole world to get on fire and to revamp their mindset and fulfill their destiny and exceed their potential. And a lot of people, especially coming out of 2021, have the mindset of defeat and they're down and they're not that optimistic. Here's the thing like I said earlier in the conversation, you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. Your mindset and your frame is a little corrupted. And by altering that, you open up everything and you perceive what's possible for you. Now you can do 10 times more. All of us, nobody is exempt from accomplishing greatness. You just need the right perspective and the right attitude, and there's absolutely nothing that we can't do. And so what keeps me upbeat is my burning desire to wake up every single day and to help somebody else revamp their mindset and get on fire for life.
1: Fire. I love that answer. Okay. Who's your number one influence or inspiration?
0: You know, I would say right now, my father. Is my number one source of inspiration because he's currently fighting the battles of all battles, cancer, which sucks. There's no way to sugarcoat that. But his positive mental attitude inspires me because anytime that I, as an entrepreneur, you know, there's a lot of obstacles and you know things that pop up, it could be stressful, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. I can't allow myself to maintain anything but a super positive attitude. Because when I put it in perspective, I know what my dad's battling through, everything on my end should be rosy. And it's, it's on me to continue to make progress with CLS, inspire more people, and really make this thing huge, not for me, but to help everyone so that that can then inspire my dad right back. And so the answer to you right now, my father is my biggest source of inspiration.
1: Awesome. And prayers to, to both of you guys. I'm wishing wishing the best for you and your whole family, man.
0: Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you very much.
1: Yeah. Um, what music do you listen to to uh, stay upbeat and motivated?
0: Yeah. So that's an interesting question because my music portfolio is, a, is as diversified as any stock portfolio that ever was. It really depends upon my mood, and like I have a marathon playlist that I that I use for the four marathons that I ran, and for the next one. And really, whenever I'm working out, I mean, the the different types of music in that list is literally all over the map. You name it. I mean, from U two to some hip hop to some Lana Del Rey to some Prince. It, it's all over the place. So I listen to whatever mood I'm in, whatever song that comes on that's catchy and gets me going. Is what I'm listening to that day. What's
1: your favorite word? Fire. Fire. I was expecting uh, cultivate or magical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like, I do have my Craig I like to say manufacturing <laughs> breakthroughs and all that. But I think at the end of the day, what I absolutely love is to get people on fire.
1: Love that. Awesome. Well, uh, before I do the little beatbox closeout here, Let's uh, get your handles for people to go to, and uh, I'll go ahead and beatbox this out after that.
0: Awesome. So you can find me at Craig Siegel underscore CLS on Instagram, YouTube channel, Craig Siegel, and my personal favorite, the brand new record setting, the CLS Experience Podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts.
1: Love that. And are you on the same handle for Clubhouse?
0: Clubhouse is at Craig Siegel underscore CLS.
1: Awesome. Definitely go follow Craig. He is an amazing inspiration. Uh, And Craig, I'm going to go ahead and beatbox this out. Put 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 your name in the beatbox.
0: Awesome. And I just want to say I'm a huge fan of yours. Keep doing your thing. You are destined for greatness too, my friend.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. (laughs) <laughs> Craig mmm <Yeah. laughs> Craig Seagull <laughs>
0: This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.